fuck is you talking about? Out of the mercy of Allah and the law written in our nature. I'm feeling the day, boy. We call an individual into existence. And when that individual comes, I make no apologies for what I'm about to say. I'm America's worst nightmare. I'm young, black, and holding my nuts like cheer. Showers in the pub, having a light beer. I was at the club, having a fight there. Y'all could go home, husband and wife there. My mama at work trying to buy me the right gear. Nine years old, uncle lost his life here. I grew up thinking life ain't fair. How can I get a real job, China White right there? Right in front of my sight, like here, yeah. There's your ticket out the ghetto, take flight right here. Tell me you go bye-bye here. Damn, there's a different set of rules we abide by here. You need a gun, niggas might drive by here. You're having fun, racing all your hot rods there. Downloading all our music on your iPods there. I'm chunking, standing in the crosshairs here. Y'all straight, chicks got horse hair here. Y'all ain't gotta be in fear of your bosses there. Y'all lose your job, your pop rich, y'all don't. Care, so I don't care. You're acting like y'all don't hear. All the screams from the ghetto, all the teens stuck in metal here. So they steam like a kettle here, trying to take their mind to a whole different level. Good morning. Hell yeah, it's early as hell. Happy Sunday, I know. Early on a Sunday, boy. Yeah, it's got a vibe to it. Niggas ain't up with it. Yeah. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the highway, episode 14. How are you this morning? I'm good. Richie, yeah, y'all might it. not be listening on a Sunday, but I hope Today that vibe like still you know, transpires yeah, through the course. podcast. Yeah, it's beautiful, it's beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Um, well, what's good? Like he Can't call it, bro. Woke up feeling like that, man. I wanted to listen to some old shit. That's crazy. That that shit was recorded what, like in two thousand and eight, bro? <laughs> Twelve years ago. Yeah, shout out to the goat. Good goat. What's hey, good what though, so, bro? Shit, man. How you feeling this morning? How was your weekend? Chill. I didn't do shit. Regular? <laughs> yeah. it at the crib? Normal weekend. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I work. I ain't Nothing too much too shaking special. too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Plus, it's still that weird-ass time where nobody knows what's going on. Like, if you can go places to do things. Yeah. Shit, it's a tough time. I really ain't supposed to birthday. do shit. I mean, I definitely got my fucking, my hair retwisted and shit this week. But other than that, I was just cooling, bro. I was just cooling. That's what's up. That's what's up. Bro, so in this episode, I wanted to get into, especially with all these different kind of topics all over the place but uh before we go too far especially with that hard ass jay-z so that's one of my like favorite freestyles ever but that's also my favorite rapper of all time so i like almost everything he does but you uh so what do you though you listen to that logic album even though it's completely a whole nother area my nigga of artists get right into it yeah uh i did um and you're trying to tell me sitting here that logic isn't a white rapper i mean no he's not I mean, there's other biracial rappers that aren't white rappers, but yeah, if you if I mean if you're technically wanting to split hairs, but I mean if you if you if you want to I guess go with like how he came in the game and like more his overall image, yes, I guess more his he's definitely more of a white rapper, but um, I don't know. Uh, at one point, I was like into Logic, thought dude was kind of dope. Like, uh, I thought the beats, the story, the storytelling, I thought that shit was really nice or whatever. But, um, I don't know. The shit just got kind of like, sorry, like not sorry, but it just got kind of <laughs> like tired after a while. You feel me? So like under pressure was an incredible album. Um, that was like his debut, like to the world as like, I think okay. that was like his major label debut. Basically like that was like an incredible project. And uh, the incredible true story was like, okay. And then that's where he lost me at Bobby Tarantino. Eh, trash. Everybody. Eh, okay. Supermarket didn't even really want to give it a listen. Cause I was like super over it at that point. Yeah. But, um, I don't know, dude. Um, the new album beat wise, I mean, I, he did what he was supposed to do. I'll put it to you like that. Um, he got, he came in the game by like, Fostering his yeah, put that on silent, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you going off? Uh, anyway, he came in the game. Uh, I guess under the uh, the tutelage of uh, No ID, uh, you know, production wise and stuff like that. And I think on the the subsequent albums that came after that, I think he strayed away from that more uh, uh, in house production. Uh, personal production different stuff like that nothing was like really low quality there was definitely some classics like 
classic samples used and different shit scattered throughout that that time period, like even through all the projects that I didn't really listen to like that. But uh, on this particular project, dude uh, went back to being like mostly produced by no ID. You know what I'm saying? And you could tell that because the beats are a lot more uh, a lot more soulful. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot more vibe to them again. Um, and musically, it's an amazing project. Again, I've only listened to it one time through. So, like, I haven't really, like, judged lyrically. It sounds like he do got kind of a chip on his shoulder about pretty much everything that he's gone through in his career. And there were some songs that, like, honestly, like, caught my attention. But I don't know. Uh, I'm going to check it out again. And then uh, I'll have, like, a, a better uh, review Man, I'm so glad that you know like so much about Buddy because I, I peeped this. I was a fan at one point. I was a fan. Like I wasn't like a fan, but like I was like that under pressure shit was hard. Like you can't beat good storytelling and and like somebody who can really put words together. You know what I'm saying? But during the under pressure era, it was fresh. You know Mm. what I'm saying? It just got kind of. So I think I'm probably uh, strongly misled then because to me, whether he's a, I guess he's. You you were saying he's biracial or whatever. I hate that mixed or whatever. Like, um, his music to me is white. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what to me has always made me be like, yeah, that's not my kind of content. And it's funny you say that because there are rappers who aren't. Well, I think even do might even be biracial, but there's other rappers that I basically feel the same way. Like their music isn't really like. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's not like the, the type <laughs> like to when you get on. Um, I'll put it like this: like let's say you're uh, Eminem or there's whatever you follow the the blueprint of getting on albums and just like bleeding all these like I had ADHD and she cheated on me and um, you don't know what it's like to come from this perspective and it looks easy but it ain't all that shit that they always follow like I'm white and I'm in hip hop and this shit has uh, um, had a side to it that sucks too blah 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 all that trying to get validation shit that to me is what i viewed his content as and i don't like hearing that shit so i've literally and here's the the caveat to it mm-hmm. i've been to buddy's concert <laughs> see that i like, haven't by complete accident like i was um shit i was chilling with you i think and we were just posted and then richard and fucking uh this other richard dude we know and this other cat <laughs> texts me like Hey, uh, do you want to come down here or some shit? I'm like, uh, I guess I go down there. And I remember standing there just being like, damn, I can't believe he came out in like a space suit or some shit. This was some years ago. And I was like, I couldn't believe all these people were like so excited and shit. And I just was like, wow, you know, but I like anything loud or whatever. So I fucked with it. I fucked with, I just walked around talking to different people and shit, but yeah. 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 Um, never got the opportunity to see buddy. Uh, if this retirement is real, doesn't look like I'll ever get the chance to see buddy and this is going to offend some, but I'm okay with that. (laughs) Uh, No disrespect to buddy, but like if I'm not hearing under pressure and like the few songs that I like really, really, really fuck with sprinkled uh, throughout some sort of a uh, 45 to hour set, I'm okay. So um, shout out to him. Um, Like I said, sonically uh, a great project from what I've heard so far. Um, And I don't think you can really say that there's a logic project that's not sonically like of that level. Like, okay. It, he, I mean, he's a Def Jam artist. He came, he came in under no ID. You know what I'm saying? He's one of those kind of like nerdy people in a sense, much like myself who like, if I'm building a studio, I'm building it right. Like we're doing it right. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that kind of shit. So nothing of nothing that he's released like since under pressure has been of, of ill quality or subpar quality. It's just, Shit just got kind of tired. Like, yeah, there was a period where he talked about being biracial so much, where it's like, bro, talk about something else, please. Like, and I, and I get it. Like, for some, for people who who have that issue, that might be some sort of a, an emotional struggle, and I'm sure it is. I, I can't speak to that because I'm not. But it is what it is. Shout out to dude. I don't want to spend like more than the ten minutes that we've already <laughs> spent on dude on dude. So hell yeah, let's. Uh, I don't know fucking- much. Before we get too far from that, though, I don't know much to the like. And which is going to be interesting because, like, my daughter is mixed, of course, but to that struggle of, I guess, coming up and not knowing uh, or feeling a sense of not knowing where to belong. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm 100% and black. I can dig that. and But I can also, but I feel like situationally, of course, Lulu's situation is different because 
he was brought up in kind of a situation where there wasn't like love in the home. So like I can understand like if you listen to his story, you can, I can understand why he feels the need to speak about it so much. And he dealt with like a lot of like racism, like directly from his mom and shit like that. But like, speaking you know, of, it is what it is. But like I said, I don't even want to talk about this dude for too much. But. Speaking of my lovely daughter, who who do you think is and that's uh, if all of that is true, which probably came out in his music, you know, I. I damn near already with my little simps off ass feel bad for being like, hey man, I ain't trying to hear that shit, you know. <laughs> but either way, who pet parents? I don't shit, be trying man, to hear really, that shit. Uh, really, like, <laughs> just fucks with you your whole life. Like, who do who do when you think of an ideal set of parents? Me and my wife have this some conversation sometimes. Who do you think of? Because I can only think of, especially if we're being honest, like people that I think are wow, they're really creating like a great uh, a great offspring that's gonna really be like a great you know, addition to society and know how to handle themselves and have confidence and not be afraid to speak up and know how to handle themselves and everything. You and Rose for me. Um, and then, uh, Pete and big Shirley for sure. Those probably might be like the only two that like, I really even pay attention to again as not a parent it's just, you know, these kids like uncle, um, my take is a little different, but, I can definitely see the difference in confidence, you know, in, uh, you know, home situations. Like, even though it may not be traditional, traditional in a sense, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can see the confidence difference between um, Lulu and some other kids' lives that I'm in um, who maybe don't have, like, mom and dad there or maybe don't yeah. have mom there or maybe don't have dad there, whatever, whatever. So, I, I see that shit. Um, I'm a, um, and I have like I have a lot of my like my direct circle is all people who are like very involved in their children's lives, whether they're like together uh, with the mom or not. But again, you know, you you see people around and stuff like that. So as I spoke on previously, though, all the all the people I pride myself for the people in my life that are very elite and smart people. I don't we don't I don't fuck with nobody that don't take care of their children, uh, male or female. Like we ain't got shit to talk about. But um. Not to get on my Vlad shit, but did you grow up with both parents at home? Of course. <laughs> okay. That I ooh, I had like a split situation, and that's the thing. We can kind of get into that. And I've, Let's do it. I found myself, uh, like, so, like, man, how do I even get into this? So I I grew up on the, like, on the north, right? My uh, North St. Louis. North St. Louis. Gotta right. let these motherfuckers know. I, and this is so wild. So I, I'm like the 10th on my dad's side kid okay and i have obviously my brother who i love shout out to you if you're listening bro i love you to death and my sister if you're listening too i love you too on my mom's side Mm -hmm. but on my dad's side i only knew like a couple of them from going over there on the weekends and shit you know when i was growing up right but growing up like that and my i I don't really that's the thing that's why i can't listen to those rappers complain about that shit because while i had like a situation that most would call that shit may i'm so thankful for those things my dad got to me you know what he could and once you get to a certain age to understand that your parents are just people not fucking superheroes they have their situations and vices and whatever that they're going through this crazy ass fucking roller coaster life like we are you start to look at shit through a different perspective and not be so fucking judgmental and hard you know definitely but um so, but no, my, no, it was, my mom, like, took complete care. Like, all, it was just me and my mom, even, like, up until my, uh, my brother was born when I was 10. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. I was, like, an only child up until then. What about you? Uh, I had, I'm an only child, so that, to some people, explains a lot, but, you know, it is what it is. But I say it explains a lot, that's but it's why, interesting. That's why I spent a lot of time with, with friends, you know what I'm saying? That's why I treat, like... Anybody that I call like my bro or like um, just like a really, really good friend or like if we've ever been in a situation together in which I may have not necessarily needed your back, but you you did what you had to do. You know what I'm saying? As a man or as a human being and you had me, you know what I'm saying? Then I, I hold I hold all those people kind of close. You know what I'm saying? Um, just because uh, that that to me tells me like to a certain extent, how far a motherfucker will go for me. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Some people feel that way about their brother or like, you know, growing up, you had a situation where your brother had your back or vice versa or whatever, whatever. You know what I'm saying? I didn't really have them situations like at home, nigga, if if some shit happened and it wasn't me and it, you know what I'm saying? Or if I tried to play off, it wasn't me, nigga, it was me. You feel me? So like, 
you know, I, I didn't really like, I don't know. My parents were cool though. Like, um, and, and I do want to say like, just because some people have like both parents in the home doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to like turn out to be like this great, like well-rounded, like positive, positive example of a human being. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I know people who, um, I know people who barely had any influence from any parents, you know what I'm saying? At all. And maybe in the, even in the same home, but like, turned out to be some of the most like loving, caring people that I've ever met. You know what I'm saying? And I've also had people who do have both parents and like completely disrespect their, not only their family, but like the people around them and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it is what it is. Like uh, everybody turns out different. I think a lot of times it's what's in you, but then like who influences your life, you know what I'm saying? Like who brings certain things out of you, you know what I'm saying? That's what um, I think is interesting. Cause and I've been very fortunate that even in like some of my darker days, I had people that respected, not only that I respected, but respected me enough to tell me like, yo, my nigga, you're tripping. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Including you, uh, Maurice V, um, even De Niro that, yeah. uh, you know, more recently, of course, but like, you know, Shout I got people, I got brothers. people, I keep people around me that I know can talk me down off a ledge if I ever go there, you know, not, not, not in a suicidal sense, but, you know what I'm saying? Like even Pete, you know what I'm saying? I keep like if I if I'm on ten, I want a nigga around me who knows like exactly what to say to get me off that. And that's important as hell. Bro. You know what I'm saying? And, and I very rarely ever do that because like I'm such a calm dude. I'm usually pretty fucking stoned. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? But like when that. I do go to fucking ten, I have five people that can call me at any moment, and I'm off that. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I'm I'm happy with that, and that's why I call y'all my brothers. Yeah, and you still so and you still have a working relationship with your mom and dad. Right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. My people, uh, so thing. my people did eventually get divorced, but they got divorced after I was an adult. Um, so I think I was in my fucking early twenties, so yeah. like like early mid twenties. My parents are so, never married. I remember making a joke to my wife like that: black people don't like get married, which is ignorant, and any generalization is ignorant. But I was like half kidding, like I am on everything on here. So if you're listening, take shit I say like. Very, very lightly. Unless you know me, then you know what I'm dead ass serious about. But, <laughs> but yeah. Um, um, anyway, but, like my parents split like into my adulthood. So like that shit probably has some sort of an impact in a sense, but not nearly the same impact it would have had like if I was a kid. Um, but that shit cool. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, you really only want for your people happiness. And uh, both of my fam- both of my family members seem to have achieved that in like the best ways like they're the most open like honest versions of themselves that i've ever seen in my 30 years on earth you know what i'm saying as their as their kids so i don't know that shit that shit works you know it it shit works and doesn't work sometimes but you know what did you see them do that you'll do differently a lot but we won't get into that (laughs) i think they did i think they like what they did for me like what my mom and my dad like instilled in me as a person like I definitely respect that. Like my mom definitely made sure like um, she made sure I knew how to read like very well, very early. She made sure I knew how to speak to people, um, have conversations like it's very uh, important, you know, different things like like she made sure that like the professional side of Richie would like always be there. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Uh, my dad instilled in me uh, my energy. You know what I'm saying? Like my rage, like being, you know, kind of a hard ass sometimes like just being, I guess for lack of a better term, being a man, you know what I'm saying? Um, so they both did a really good job in a lot of senses. I, I think where like the things that I wouldn't do is I don't think I, I definitely won't be as like physical with my child as my parents were. Yeah. Um, that's, that's like, that's kind of a black parent thing that like, that's like something that was kind of like passed down. I think it's kind of changing hopefully, but yeah, it's definitely it, changing. It, that's something yeah. that was passed down through the generations. It's not necessarily a good thing. You kind of learn like as you get older that, um, not everything is best dealt with through rage or, Absolutely. Through, or through anger. And I even have my mom even apologized about that shit. Like a few years ago, like we had a long conversation and she cried and shit. Yeah. Shout out to you, mama. Um, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like shit, you was just doing the best you could. I get it. It is what it is. Um, but that's probably the biggest thing is just like, uh, understanding that anger might not get me anywhere with a whole nother personality. It might be the personality type that reacts the wrong way 
to that kind of energy. So yeah. I can never completely know. see at this point, like how I got to be who I am through my dad. Like while my dad was just fucking being a man, I had a strange situation and they were never married. My dad always would make sure to call or come through or whatever the situation was. And so I would be fucking with my mom on one side and then go over to my dad's and be an experience in like a whole nother type of reality. But he was always very calm. He, and I, I, everywhere I go, as you know, especially cause you know me, I love children and animals and shit like that. My dad was like that too. He would just any, but anywhere. And he was just had like a lot of charisma too. I got that from him and shit. He just is, he just was cool, man. I fuck with him. RIP to him though. He's been, been, been gone, but yeah. Um, and it's funny because RIP pops. I look at it as the way any, like the little, like I look at the things that I used to love, love, love to do with my dad, like where he would just, if he just took me with him, you know, anywhere he was, you don't really realize, but like you fucking look up to your parents like hell when you're little, you know what I'm saying? So I make sure to take Lulu's always with me unless I'm somewhere doing some shit that has like something that she shouldn't be around. Otherwise she's always with me. If I'm going to the library, the gas station, fucking get some food, anything, bro. It's just crazy. And that probably, and I've seen the, um, the effect that that has to do with it. So I'm, I don't know. And then I learned from my mom a lot too, but that shit really, uh, it's crazy how much that bleeds into how the parent you are and how you deal with certain situations growing up. Speaking and what we were talking about before we started recording, especially since you still have both of your parents, did you ever deal with the situation of not being like what your parents wanted you to be? Of course. But shit, See, I'm man, a girl now. I, shit don't matter. My mom wanted me to be a lawyer because like she instilled in me how to talk that shit. Like she knew she knew what she was doing, but that just wasn't in the cards. I went to school for that shit for a year. I'm good. Mm. I learned I learned things in law school that I just like as a human like my moral compass just doesn't agree with so I'm cool. But and the um, two sides of that coin are if your parents are on their shit and ha- and understood their responsibilities at the right time and have set up a good foundation for you and then you fuck around and grow up and go on your own path that creates a clash that's always tough like we were saying if your parents are say both engineer backgrounds or whatever fucking type of base thing that you're both your parents met on and they amass a certain amount of money and then they want to make sure they know what it took to get that and they want to make sure they ensure that in you but you're growing up you're your own person that causes an issue too i can't speak to that um only because ultimately my parents just wanted me to be uh uh accomplished in a sense and happy like i know my mom wanted me to be a lawyer for a little bit and like she was upset whenever i stopped going to school for that but once she realized that like I had I had this shit figured out, like that I'm good, especially buying a house, all you know, all the things that like she obviously wanted to see happen, um, with the exception of her having a grandkid yet. But um, I don't know. I, she she understands that I got I got this shit figured out. So she re- they really don't be tripping for real for real. Like my dad knows I'm good. So like I don't get those calls every week. Just make hey hey. It's like a. You ever, are you good? You need you need anything? Like I don't get those calls anymore. Now it's hey, yeah. how's the house? Everything yeah. cool? You know what I'm saying? Like hey, do you need me to like you need you know what I'm saying? You need my advice on how to like fix some shit or like it's it's, it's just different. Like the concern is different. Another interesting because they know like I said they know that I have it figured out as far as like what I'm doing right now in life. So they don't really trip. Another one is that like so now that Lulu's about to be twelve. It's not me, bro. That Lulu's about to be twelve, right? Um her she goes she's about old enough to where she goes to her friend's house you know and shit like that and growing up too i you always want to go where the parents aren't where the parents are absent because that's where you can have the most fun you know what i'm saying so it's funny to try me and my like to be working at home and try to make sure you have a two-parent household and all this other shit but your child is like low-key drawn to the freedom of being able to kind of do what they want you know what I mean? It's it's crazy because we'll, me and my wife, which we we are very like, Lulu is twelve. She's had or will be twelve October fourth. Has had, fuck, maybe three, four babysitters in her life. We always take her with us, like I said, or just we just don't play that shit. We'll just cancel anything at all possible and just stay with her or whatever. Fuck the dumb shit. Um, so when we're like thinking, when she's like, "Can I go stay at so and so's house?" and we'll be like, "Uh, you know, we're evaluating it." It's like where the parents are on fucking vacation and it's just like the older brother watching them and shit. And we'll be like, ah, this shit ain't happening. Like it's crazy, bro. I swear. 
Yeah, yeah, I feel. I can't really speak to that. Not a parent yet, but I get it. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure I tried to pull it back in the day. So, you know it's going to happen, but you just got to be. Luckily, you gotta, though. You got to know what's going on. You got to be aware. You have to be in your kid's life. So that's that's what's most important. So. Yeah, we controversially, like, bought her ass a phone. She's had a phone since she was fucking, like, eight or nine. So she knows she's always reachable. So, and she knows how to, if anything, we're able to go down, we'd be straight. But, uh. Man, speaking of, I've seen a bunch of situations recently where, uh, with that kind of parent thing, and I always say, like, and as we were saying with the black parents, which is a hopefully just a bad generalization because I know that shit's going away, but um, being there and, like, just my mom would always tell me when I was, like, 17, 18, like, it's time to get out and be a man. You know what I'm saying? And you need to learn how to take care of yourself and all that other fuck shit. Yeah. But I ain't, I, Lulu was never going nowhere. She's going to have a room in whatever house or one of the mini houses that I'll have fucking for the rest of her life. And that's that's yeah. one thing that I noticed that I my parents did that I'll do different. I think generally, regardless of, way, of race, most people feel that way about their daughters. It's usually the sons that get it the worst. Like, nigga, you got to go. Like, 17, 18, you making money, you got to go. But, again, I went through that. Things that I don't really like to talk about, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, there is, like, a bad stigma where in the black family, uh, kids are basically, like, forced out. You know what I mean? Like, white uh, white or other cultures. We're not, we won't just speak on, like, Caucasian families or whatever, but we'll speak on the fact that a lot of times in other households, uh, the female and male kid will get to stay in the house until 22, 23, 24, or whatever, until they're, like, financially established or they've got, like, a serious a serious relationship with somebody else or whatever. But um, yeah, something that definitely uh, something that could definitely be addressed. Like, I don't think that you just need to kick your kid out at 18 because they're an adult. I get it. They might be into like adult things, but you just may have to have those conversations and set those boundaries that those adult things cannot happen here or whatever. However the fuck you feel uh, as a parent. But again, I am not. So I'm not really speaking to that, but I will let you take that. Yeah, I I, pl- I pretty much completely agree with what you said, bro. Like I said, it just uh, I think to being a parent is just the hardest thing in the world, bro. Because like I said, even as we were saying with the the foundation, you said I and I like try hard to get Lulu to do certain other things. So I literally pay her to read certain things, and that shit does not land well because she is her own person. And ultimately, the more you push it, which I also try to restrain from, makes it like less attractive. So like. She, I remember we, I had me and my wife asked her a question recently of like, she was designing a house on some, or some shit called, some game called Roblox or some bullshit, right? And she, or she showed it to me and it was incredible. She's like, I was like, man, you're going to be a really great architect or something like that, right? And she was, I was like, what kind of house do you want when you're older? And she was like, a small one. And it's because she, I was like, huh? And she, <laughs> and she was like, yeah, I just like really don't like need all this and just like just something like our like our first house and I'm like, dude. And to think, right? I I'm just completely in a different direction, but she's grown up in a totally different situation than I did where things are not scarce to her. And so for me, I am still suffering from yearning for that shit from growing up a certain type of way or without the proper things around. But her, she's always had everything. So she thinks it's peaches pretty much like, you know. Facts. I can I can understand that for sure. But it's I mean, crazy. that's what you want for your kids. Old enough to make their own decisions. I mean, that could potentially change when she's old enough to realize that a small house might not work for the size of family that she wants if she wants a family at all. She, you know, yeah. She'll figure that shit, shit out. That's part crazy. of being an adult. Uh, if I wind up having a son, though, you ain't got to go nowhere either. Nigga. <laughs> um, especially since I'm, she's, I'm getting ready to already get ready to prepare to buy her a damn car. It's fucking crazy bro um do you do you speaking of cars what is you because i'd like we had this conversation before recording you think that uh maseratis are for girls <laughs> i've heard that sentiment <laughs> i disagree bro i like strongly especially since i i like i said i was looking at it and looking at it and looking at it and then once i talked to you and you were like eh, you know you could do so much more for that price range and i'm like eh. so I, I pulled back but i i definitely am okay with people thinking that like if i like something fucking tough shit and that motherfucker is designed like 
crit, dude. The, in, the interior of that motherfucker was, it was different. Like, I, I wouldn't even be fucking thinking about what people are thinking. I'd just be in that motherfucker like, boy, man, just feeling like the fucking god that I am, nigga, sitting back cooling. I feel you. Yeah. However, they are, as you stated, literally one of the most unreliable vehicle <laughs> manufacturers ever. Next to Land Rover. Straight? Yep. So Range, Range Rovers? Range Rovers are incredibly, incredibly unreliable. Damn. I didn't know that. Especially for the price. But, yeah, um, I just, it, I mean, get what you want. I've always been told, I've always been told, get what you want. So, like, if you like, if you want a Maserati, you just have to understand what you're getting into. Like, I, I research cars, whether I, whether I can afford them or not. I've just always been into cars. So, for me, um, understanding that you're probably going to pay out half of what the motherfucker's worth in repairs over a very, very short ownership period. You know, and of course you can get extended warranties and all that shit. But again, if I own the car for four years and I got to spend a year and a half of that four years in the shop, I'm not happy. That's not a very good ownership experience for me. Um, and not to mention oil changes are incredibly expensive. Um, and, and it's like that with other cars. But again, we we were talking about the instance of a of a used Maserati that was right. still going for 65 grand. You can get so much more of a car that's way more reliable. For you know, what I'm saying faster, more luxurious, uh, all that you know, what I'm saying just more usable for sixty five thousand dollars. And and I, I don't know. I mean, it You're is right. what it is. Get what you want, but as your friend, I'm not going to let you get something that's notably unreliable. Where I know that after a few months, you're going to be like, damn, like I really wish I would have got something else. And because of where you are right now in life, that's not a huge deal. But still, like they're nice, luxurious. Yes, the luxurious interiors or whatever, but. They're super slow to update their interiors. Like, I'm pretty sure they're still rocking with the same interior with the exception of the updated uh, infotainment system You're that right. came out in, like, 20, 2013 or some shit like that. That's just, I don't know. Like, why am I paying all that money for something that was, I can go pay, I can go get a 2013 and put a radio in for probably $35,000 and yeah. go put a newer radio in it so I can get Apple CarPlay and, like, still really look like I'm driving the exact same car. Um it's just like when you're paying that kind of mo- kind of money for a car, you want well, not only reliability, but you want something that's it's a little different. You want something that's like, OK, I paid this much money, so it doesn't look like the one that came out 10 years ago. Facts. Unless what? that's what you're into. There are people that are into it. Like Maseratis are built for a certain kind of person and they're they're really built for like. Old dudes, old dudes that still got like yeah. shit to do. Yeah, like. I don't give a fuck if I have to go put it in the shop, whatever. You got to have two cars, first of all. Or more. Than likely, or two cars in the... Or an like insurance... Like, my wife has or to have an a insurance car plan, type of situation, yeah. Or a deal with the... A deal with the uh, or at least dealership that would be Where they'll give you a car for a few days while they're working on your shit. You got to have something going on. But, yeah, it's it's just... A, a daily driver, negative. Not, what's your not favorite, in my book. So, what's your favorite Highline vehicle? Like, vehicles like that, whether it be Maserati or Porsche or any of those type of things. Um, I've always wanted a Lambo. Damn. But I think, I think, no, I want, (laughs) honestly, like, I've always liked the cars, of course, like, as a kid growing up, like, 80s, 90s or whatever, like, you love the look of the Lambos or the Raris or whatever, but honestly, like, if I were to get a Lambo, I'd get the Lambo truck, the Urus. I'm a Um, hard. Performance, of course, like, you get the performance, you don't get the performance of the cars, of course, you get that, you get a lot of power. But you get, again, the usability of space um, as somebody who does have friends with them, as somebody who does travel a little bit more often. Not saying I put a year, it's just on a fucking cross-country road trip. Or maybe I would. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Uh, I think I would go, like, if I were to go Highline, like, definitely, like, yours, for sure. Lambo. Again, like you're talking about cars that are way more reliable than a fucking Maserati. But... um Still expensive to repair. Yeah, I, I like man. I like certain Ferraris. The old, uh, the old three sixty joint that looks really tough. I um, got to ride in one. There's a dude that used to live in Edwardsville that had a uh, black three sixty Modena. It was nice, very nice. Salute to buddy. Wow, damn. 
It's crazy, man. I went through, like we said before, I went through a phase where I loved cars, obviously, and then I just was like, man, fuck that. I do not even like want to deal with them and shit. But now I'm kind of back into them a little bit, so who knows? I can, I want a fucking lifted truck, kind of, bro. Now that I own a house, what the fuck is you talking about? Like now that I own a house, I understand the uh, the need. Like at first, I was like, I only want to have a sports car. That's it, right? But now that I like I own a house, I understand like, damn, maybe I do need a truck on top of the SUV that I already have on top of the little sedan that I already have. Like yeah. there's certain things that you just can't fit in a sedan. Facts. There are certain things you just don't want to put in a sedan. Right. You know what I mean? Like uh, there are certain things that, you know, I have a 93 Jeep, but and it's not running right now and, you know, whatever. But there are certain things that. And when I tell you this 93 Jeep looks like it came right out of 1993 as far as the interior, like the interior on this thing is fucking perfect. Um, but there are certain things I don't want to put in a Jeep, even though I know it's like a 93. It's old. You know so, what I'm saying? Yeah. So like there are certain instances, especially like I say, now that I own a home and property and shit like that, where like I really it, it'd probably be beneficial to me to go get a truck. Yeah, some sort of like it doesn't have to be the biggest truck in the world. Like, of course, eventually I would love it to be. But. You know, I definitely I understand the need to have like multiple vehicles for sure. Because right now I'm I, I'm like once I get that whatever little sports joint I get to fuck around with because I'm always in my car fucking alone. Um, then I want to get a little truck too, just some small little fucking I don't know Tacoma or something light to uh to fuck with too, just so that I have on the side. But I don't know, man. So you you would you say that Maserati is the most overrated manufacturer? One of for sure. Well, for yeah. sure, you're like the third. For sure, that, so. so is BMW for real. BMWs are elect- electronically incredibly unreliable. I fuck with BMW, um, and especially like not so much the newer ones, um, more like the older generations, like the more bubbly seven series. Mm-hmm. Like they used to have known issues with like I think they I think they call it like the Vanos pump or Vanos or some shit like that. But just an incredibly unreliable vehicle that literally costs ten thousand dollars plus to have the shit fixed or worked on. Like, why if I'm spending over a hundred thousand dollars on a vehicle, do I have to worry about things like that? Like, sometimes vehicles should just be designed better, but they're not. We, as the uh, consumer, we have to deal with it because we have to pay them to fix it. So I've driven. I fuck with BMW, bro. They drive different. The handling and everything. Is what I mean, kind of makes them that's their standout sort of, but they any are car that fix. I speak on other than the Urus that like I speak on, speak on. Damn, I've, I've, I've pretty much, I can't say I've driven every car I want to, but I've driven a lot of cars as well. They do drive different, they drive very well. Like, like I said, my dad owned a seven series, so yeah, I got to drive that. You know what I'm saying? My dad owns a big ass lifted truck, got to get to drive that every once in a while. You know what I mean? Like, Fortunately, like I've gotten to drive like different types of vehicles. That dude is like a professional driver, so he just likes he likes different shit. But yeah, um, your ass is like a professional driver too. Whenever we're anywhere and I'm about to like park somewhere, or have to go in reverse, I hop out and throw your ass the key so fucking fast. I ain't and I'm like a real good parallel parker too, but I just yeah. don't want to fuck with it. I, do I can't do shit. it fast or like, but you can't certain be shit. You can't you can't ride with somebody who professionally drives and not be like good at what you do. You know, like. He used to get on my ass about that when I was a kid. So, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> How do you? Uh, we were talking about going to Atlanta or whenever wherever we go next. Um, and why do you? You said that y'all got there in fucking seven hours, and I was telling you that would give me a heart attack, and I would go to sleep. And you was like, "Keep your ass in the back." Facts. Keep that motherfucking ass in the back. Listen, bro. man. Wh- how? Wh- what? What were y'all doing? Ninety. On average. That's too fast. <laughs> yeah, that's too fast, my boy. I gotta go to sleep. <laughs> gotta go to sleep, my boy. I'd have a fucking heart attack. Just, my boy be in the back feeling like... <laughs> Especially, boy, going through Kansas or some shit, doing night and bro, fucked all nah, the well, see, you gotta know where you gotta do that shit at. And you gotta use your resources. We don't travel nowhere faster than the speed limit without using ways. Uh, shout out to Waze. That shit's cool. They they let you know where cops are at and all that shit. Whether there's going to be shit pulled over on the side of the road, trash in the middle of the road. Waze is hella cool. Bro, what is that? Waves or Waze? Waze. W-A-Z-E. The Waze app. 
Shout out to Waze. Fuck Not that. sponsored. Wish we were. Reach out. Okay, what does it do? Because I've never heard of it. So Waze is like, it's a map. A map app. Like Google Maps, Apple Map. But it's a community of people, of course, that are traveling. So like, it's based on the, it's based on the idea that anybody traveling will report things that are wrong. So if you see a car that's pulled over on the side of the road with some issues, uh, you'll report it. So that way the people coming behind you or traveling behind you will know that there's a car pulled over on the side of the road and give them space. Uh, they will, they let you report that cops are pulling people over. So that way it'll show you, Hey, cops are coming up about a half a mile up. It, it tells you all that shit. That shit cool as hell. It tells you when traffic is like it's a smart diversion app. It tries to divert you around traffic. Like that's how we saved hella time. Like as yeah, soon as we got as, as soon as we got near Atlanta, like it diverted us around a bunch of traffic and shit. Like it's dope. It's dope. It's a community app. It's dope. It's dope as hell. So that's what the old school like radar has fucking pretty much yeah, graduated yeah, yeah. into. Basically. Damn. And like if you have Apple CarPlay or like Android Auto or whatever, it's something that's like uh you can like see it on on the screen in your car rather than having to look down at your phone and shit. It's pretty cool. It's funny how different cities have like a different like driving and vibe kind of energy. Like I I I hate like I literally feel like if driving were a football field, like I always say when we're in Fairview or somewhere like that, I feel like I'm out of bounds. Illinois, period, bro. Like as soon as I cross the river, I'm up. And I, and I feel like I'm keeping up, but no. It's, fu- it's funny. I felt like that until I moved back over here. Now I'm like, I, it is what it is. Like I'm cool. Yeah, but you just gotta. You got to be on your P's and Q's around here for sure. Like being, being where I'm at, like where I live at, that's no different than being out in like certain County areas, you know, over on the Missouri side. So I, I had to deal with it either fucking way. Yeah. One way or the other. So driving in Chicago, them motherfuckers are even, them are the, I fucking hate Chicago. (laughs) I I love Chicago. I've never driven to Chicago. I have plenty. Ew, it's terrible, bro. Like it's so, especially if you're downtown, like down by Lakeshore or anything, that's fucking, it's just, the traffic's terrible. It's just, it's, it's fucking terrible. But you were driving in Atlanta though, right? Hell yeah. Smooth or running around. When I was there, like years ago, it's been a grip. I don't really remember. I wasn't driving. But. Atlanta, there's always traffic in Atlanta. I mean, it's a major city where shit is always going on. But I mean, there's ways to get around it. You could go through the city. You can go around it. You know, it's what an amazing city, man. Like we said, we're listening. And to shit is different right just... now because it's like half shut down, but half not. So it's like, oh, shit's real weird. You know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. You would say that you prefer Colorado over Atlanta, huh? I prefer Colorado over a lot of cities, especially Chicago. Mm. It's different. <laughs> hey, man, I fuck with Chicago, bro. I just fuck don't Chicago. fuck with the traffic and the... Not fuck Chicago. Like, it's a lot of cool people that'll probably get on my ass about that. So, like, not fuck Chicago, but, like, bro, I don't know, bro. It just remind, it reminds me, no disrespect to anybody from Chicago, and not even no disrespect to the city, but, man, listen, anything that gives me St. Louis vibes, but even colder, I am super cool on, so... Unfortunately, y'all fit the description. Yeah. It's cold in Colorado, though. But it's not St. Louis vibes. <laughs> that's a that's yeah. a big deal. Like, I don't want to feel like I'm at home when I'm not at home. True. Like, when I'm not at home, I want to feel like I'm away. Like, Denver is just a city that gives you different vibes. You could be downtown agree. Denver, different vibes. You could be in Aurora, which is outside of Denver. Still, yet, different vibes. You can be in Centennial, slightly more suburban, different vibes. You could be out the way near Golden, yeah. Way more rural, diff up in the mountains, different vibe. It's just so, man, man. Colorado is different. That shit, it's a different energy. I see why people, people from Colorado are so different for sure. Do you that think it's cool. the freedom of the drug use? Probably. It's probably why people from Colorado, uh, California are so cool too. Yeah, I, w- I think that probably have, plays at least some kind of part in it too. Speaking of California, you watch the Snoop DMX thing? Nope. <laughs> Why don't we ever watch these fucking verses things? So we have like dry ass opinions on them. That again, like- I have a shitty iPhone success that I almost broke this morning again. And my battery isn't, it's not strong enough for me to just sit with my phone in front of my face to hear 20 songs from two niggas that I very much respect uh, for two hours back to back or whatever. I just, I, I my equipment pause does not uh, allow for that. So, that's why I don't watch it. I still listen to their music like from time to time. Of so course, I always of course. Feel no like disrespect there's no reason DMX. for me to I listen love DMX. to them. I love DMX. I love Snoop. Shout out. 
all that shit. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know, man. I just don't. I don't have the battery capacity at the moment to just sit in front of my phone and watch yeah. a video perform. Like my phone will be literally be dead in 15, 20 minutes. And I'm not the kind of person who just likes to sit watching or doing shit while my phone is just like attached to the charger. So I just I just don't watch them. Like I, I like I like everything that they're about. Like I like the competition. I like the celebrating of uh, you know goats uh, to a certain extent. Um, and that shit was cool. I'll probably get into it now that like the recaps are on YouTube. I say that every time. But uh, who do you think won? I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I didn't watch it. Like with, I'm gonna go with Snoop. Um, off not watching it. I'm a big ass. I would have to know. go with Snoop. I heard that they said DMX won, but we'll see. Man, Doggy Style is like my favorite album of all time, bro. Or probably easy two or three. It's a lot of people's favorite album of all time, but DMX got some got some fucking classics. Songs though. That's my don't matter. Thing. This is all, this isn't about albums. It's about songs. It's Twenty songs. It's not playing albums back to forth, back and back. That shit be seventeen hours. I ain't playing that dumbass shit. That's too long. See that shit. That's <laughs> the thing. There's too many variables to discuss. Like who's better than who. This shit. I just I'll watch it sometime or something when I'm just posted chilling. But yeah, not in a competitive sense. That's for sure. Yeah, that shit hella cool. Because like like I said, it's, it is like you hear on the Button Podcast. It's a nice celebration to see these artists still thriving and still like being able to kind of uh survive off the energy and the shit they gave us that many years ago that's so great that laid the foundation for the shit we all love and they're still able to do it at this point people still love and show them love especially on this like new age ass technology so shout out to that yeah speaking of where do you think the uh you think you dude i don't know what's gonna happen to that button podcast shit there's what 17 more for anybody i don't, I don't know 16? I, don't. I haven't listened to the last two i'm a fan but i don't keep track of, i don't keep track of that shit like like that. I like, hope they I get a five hundred million dollar Spotify deal. I hope so too. That's, but that's my early not prediction. Happen. That's not gonna happen. I don't really have an early prediction. I think they're good. I mean, obviously they're gonna get paid. They've been number one podcast for a while now. So I mean, with those things in mind, obviously they're gonna see a bag. Joe's not gonna lead them in a position where not only can they acquire the bag, but uh, build for the future because he talks a lot about that. Uh, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see soon enough. They might. Uh, well, he might just start his own shit and own his own little network. That way, he can start his own kind of shit. Thought he was trying to do that from the start, but you know, sometimes people want to invest certain amounts of money in your shit, and you can't really turn that down. I'm not saying that's what happened, but I don't know. We'll see. I I don't really want to continue speculating on it because soon enough we shall see. So yeah, here and I, I really just I don't have. I don't have enough insight or inside knowledge to actually like be able to accurately speculate. So like for me, it's just all being a fan and guessing and hoping that they like see the kind of money that they want to see. If that's, if that's a basis for it, or if, you know, being able to create his own like separate platform in some sense, I'm sure that is a goal of his, but um, like I, again, I'm just, I'm a fan from the outside looking in. So I don't know enough to speculate, but I know, again, in hearing the way Joe speaks so passionately about the shit, it's going to be a decision that not only benefits them all, but, like, sets them up for some sort of a play in the future. So, shout out to that, man. Um, shout out to that podcast. And, uh, fuck yeah, get that money. Yeah, I hope they get a big-ass con, or he starts something that's very lucrative and profitable for himself. I'm going to probably catch up on it when I leave here. So Or that, but I got a few albums to listen to, too, though. Uh, I really want to get into that, uh, that Johnny Cinco shit you were just playing. That shit's hard. Hell yeah. What else you been listening to lately, or as of today or yesterday? We shit changes so much. Um, really the same old shit. Um, Future, little baby Johnny Cinco. Um, really nobody knew. Uh, I'm so glad to see the future's back banging. Man, that shit's so hard. Yeah, everything he man. He's not quite in that future pocket that the pocket that I that I personally love yet, but he's 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 back for sure. So I fuck with. I fuck with anytime you get some future and it's like I don't have to turn that shit off. So Yeah. I haven't heard much from the baby lately, have you? No. Seemed like you had a big I'm, ass splash and I'm okay like, with it. Go sit your ass so down. So much fucking music comes out, bro. I seen an article or some shit, especially with all the shit in the news about the Migos suing QC about like how old they are now, they don't even like it's crazy. They were like at the top, top, top of shit for so long and now just which is I only I fuck with offset. I guess I fuck with all of them, like kinda just as like people so much, but musically, I think offsets the hardest. And then yeah, they are. They're fucking 
Like, whoever would have thought that Lil Baby would have been the standout artist on QC at this point? I guess anybody's been around from the game of I mean, Lil Baby shit, but. Shout out to QC, man. That's all I got to say about that. Fucking geniuses, right, bro? Coach K, Ampy. Shout out to the Migos. Shout out to Lil Baby. Shout out to all them niggas. But then again, they always hate you. Then they love you. Then they hate you again. They drop the right project and shit. Everybody going to be right back on it. Yeah, I don't know enough about the situation to speak on it. So I will not. (laughs) Shout out to QC and all them niggas, though. I hope they get that shit worked out. Facts. I don't don't speak on family matters and I'm not a part of the family. Yeah. Kanye's album drop? No. It was supposed to, I think, though. Damn. So I I guess maybe that wasn't a publicity stunt. (laughs) <laughs> yeah I don't, I don't be paying attention to Buddy For real, for real I'm not even gonna listen to the fucking album So I, I don't really know I thought it was dope that They at least That's what it looked like in the fucking media Which you know That Dave Chappelle flew out to check on him I thought that was hard That was That seemed like some true friendship shit Hell yeah It was of course corny as fuck for Kanye To try to tell a comedian to be funny Like Imagine if Dave would have been like Make a hit motherfucker Like right here and there That nigga probably would have did that shit <laughs> He probably would have. He'd be like, okay, well, let's go in here. Yeah, no shit. But either way, it looks like he's in a, a decent space, whether he's dropping an album or not. So good for him, man. What's, what's the, what you got playing with the rest of your day, bro? Shit. I got a little shit to do. I got to <laughs> fly back out of bounds. Fucking spend some time. You mean inbounds. With my wife. You're already out of bounds, you said. Nah, I got to run somewhere else around here. Oh. Back out of bounds. <laughs> you mean still out of bounds, then, shit. <laughs> yeah, man. You got to stay out of bounds. You That's- see this shit about... uh. Some man arrested after killing a protester in Texas last night? No. Hip, hip I almost game. don't even really fucking get too into it. That's some dark shit and some lame shit. Is there some, some video man. you can play to hip us to the game real quick? Uh, some oh, Apparently, from what I read, they were there was a protest, which it doesn't seem like this shit's going nowhere, man. It's just crazy as fuck. But shit is, it's gonna, things are gonna change, bro. When it's time for shit to change, there's nothing you can do to stop it, really. Nobody, but... Yeah, so Buddy was walking and he had a, he had a rifle, and I guess somebody drove by, pointed or some kind of way they pointed at each other or some shit, and then yeah, he killed Buddy. Let's so. let's let the damn the news tell it real quick, because I want to know I want to know what the hell going on. This shit getting dangerous, bro. Chaotic moments. And shit bike. Yeah, cause bro, this shit. Rest in peace. <laughs> it ain't let me run the shit bike. I... Chaotic moments thereafter. A man was shot during a protest in downtown Austin. We're getting a closer look at what happened through this video captured by an independent journalist. According to the Austin Police Department, officers were out monitoring protests when those shots were fired just before 10 o'clock last night on Congress Avenue. Then they found a man with a gunshot wound. He was rushed to Del Seton Medical Center but later died at the hospital. Initial reports indicate the victim may have been carrying a rifle and approached suspect vehicle. Suspect was in the vehicle and shot at the victim. Suspect was detained and is cooperating with officers. Police wouldn't release any more details about the victim or the suspect. No one else was injured in that shooting, and AP says it's now under investigation. Damn. How you feel about that? Like we talked about before with all this protest shit, bro. That's why I was saying, like, you can be in support of something and not be out there risking your life. It's like, to, you don't want to be willfully ignorant to the fact that motherfuckers out here hate you, what you're doing, hate themselves. And are just fucking filled with hate, period. And just, it's just, ooh, that's disgusting, bro. Even though I don't, this, I don't, who knows what it was like to actually fucking be there. So from the way that that's described, it's, it just sounds crazy, man. I, I don't know. Yeah. What about you, bro? I don't know, man. That shit's, um, that shit's crazy, man. That leads me to the point, though, what I'm saying with motherfuckers just all walking around with guns and shit. Of course, you 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 going to have eye-to-eye contact with somebody and get the wrong feeling or the wrong energy or be able to kind of tell, like, nah, this dude ain't right. And you don't have very long to decide if I'm up in this bitch and dumping it or not. Yeah, I mean. So it's going to produce some pretty tough, like, really fucked up situations. And there's going to be some where people die that shouldn't have and all that shit. But, again, I guess. Ugh, I don't know, man. That shit crazy. Yeah, that's definitely crazy. 
Definitely. Dude, a motherfucker points the AK-47 at you, it's you, you, it's up. Uh, did you hear about those lawyers in St. Louis? They're like getting sued. The one that came out with the AK and his wife came out with their. I don't on think the they. I don't think they should get sued. But that shit is <laughs> because the thing about that shit is they could have just stayed in the house and they wouldn't have been affected. But in this fucking attention economy, everybody wants attention. They wanted. That's the thing that be fucking me up is with these people that hate protests and hate to see that the right thing is starting to happen. Is that. They fucking, they are daring. They want the opportunity to kill people and shoot them. I wish those motherfuckers would come on my land. I, boy, I am protesting. Like, they cannot wait. They, like, they want, their lives are so fucking miserable that they can't wait to be a part of, like, an actual violent act like that. It's fucking sickening. So they come out, but I still don't think they should be sued because that is still their property. Uh, an amazing property on top of that. Fuck, it's it's True. a fire ass crib, and the shit's completely private. So like, I I'm not I if somebody came out on your property right now and they had the wrong type of energy, we weren't feeling. It's up, less known, bruh. So I I don't know, but at the same time, they could have just stayed there. I don't house think they and were on their happened. property either. I don't think they were on their. Property, they were on like the sidewalk, but the whole fucking sidewalk area is public is private. property. Not in this area. Uh, I think that's debatable. And I think that's what's being debated about the whole shit. I think that's why it's not exactly going their way. But whatever. I don't know enough. I don't know enough to Yo, comment. Yo, peep but. this. That family, right? They put out an ad in the 90s, uh, allegedly, <laughs> as everything, right? For a nanny or a butler, whatever, for their kid. Um, and they fucking, in the description, I had it in my phone. I saved it. It was an actual ad somewhere, right? They uh, They put... One on less than one hour of any type of uh entertainment like from uh black or entertainment culture a day no um nothing homosexual or anything can be like it was these crazy ass guidelines that kind of outlined what kind of child they wanted their kid their daughter to grow up to be and it was fucked up in a sense but what's the difference in that and the other traditions and ways that people raise their children so while, of course, I don't fuck with racism, I think everybody does that or kind of wishes for that to a degree. You know what I'm saying? That's mm-hmm. what I thought about them. You don't agree? I don't know enough to speak on it. Again, I'm not a parent. And I don't know. I, I don't know the people. I didn't see the article. Boy. I didn't. So me speaking on it would be just speculation on something that I, just, I don't know anything about. So while I think that is if that's true that's fucked up i just i don't know enough about the situation i wonder what they're suing them for i don't even know I don't, like i said i don't know enough about the situation i just you know it made sense with all the rifles and shit because they look like rifle. fucking clowns i know that but either way like i said there's a couple ways to perceive that shit because that property is big enough for them to just fucking stay in the house and watch it on camera and not go out there and draw attention to themselves instead this motherfucker grabs him and ak walks out Watch out! <laughs> right. <laughs> but anyway, so my message to anything and just ooh, everybody always be, which most people are, be aware of your surroundings and just be careful because this shit is getting, it, it's up, man. Like, well, you can just, even if you, most people haven't been out, but if you have anywhere you go, just like little convenience stores or grocery stores, the fucking vibe is just off and crazy everywhere you are. Everybody's. Half their fucking face is covered, and it just—it just—it's gross out, bro. At the current time, shit's so. weird for sure. So yeah, fucking weird. Anyways, this fool is on his damn phone looking up food or some shit. So I guess we're about it's to get I some food. So everybody, thanks for listening. Thanks for coming out, and have a great day. Yeah, wash your comments, hands, sir. Don't crash. <laughs> I always wash my fucking hands. Yeah, but some people don't. So that's a constant reminder. Wash your fucking hands. <laughs> You nasty motherfuckers. Well, none of our people that listen are nasty, nasty motherfuckers. motherfuckers yeah, so let me let me say that. But if you're listening, you're a new person, wash your fucking hands. Um and don't crash. And we'll holler at you later. For sure. Some not a nun, yeah. 
sweet as lemonade. Yeah. I don't never sleep, nigga. I just get paid. Money. All I do is bust hooks and catch a lot of plays. Trap. I be trapped out all night, all day. Huh? Young nigga, I was trapping off a two-way. Niggas claim that they real, they really two-faced. When the tables turn, I swear your clothes is I'm always running game. Yeah. Shorty say she love me, I say no way. No way. Bring it to the money, I just wanna race. Yeah. Trap steady jumping, got a lot of J's. Yeah. I'm smoking on that gas, I'm chilling out of space. Fans friend in the crib, looking for the dope. They say where it's at, I say it ain't no more. I thank God that a young nigga beat the case. Or I be my granny, no she in the.